0: Welcome to Sacred CEO, the podcast where visionary women learn to be bold with their voice and become the sacred six and seven figure CEOs of their businesses and lives. I'm your host, Dr. Claudia, former Ivy League trained professor turned business coach for women with a big message and a big story to share and whose ideas don't fit neatly into a box and maybe even challenge the status quo. My mission is to teach women how to find and unleash their voice, share it unapologetically and make money while building real wealth. You'll hear solo episodes and interviews on topics such as business, spirituality and relationships. We'll talk about all the things that women are not supposed to talk about, such as unapologetic self-expression, confidence and magnetism, money, wealth and power, so that we can explore what it truly means to be a woman with a voice today. Let's dive in because it's time to get unleashed. Oh my God, I am so excited to have my bestie and boo, the lovely Kristen Rowell on the Sacred CEO podcast. Kristen is a former lawyer. She was a business litigator for 16 years, turned speaker and functional nutritional therapist. Kristen is the person you want to talk to if you're looking to get strong, and optimize your nutrition to become your best fierce and fiery feminine self. She loves to talk about nutrition, strength training, and lifestyle to help high-caliber people like business owners and corporate execs learn how the body truly works so that they can achieve peak performance. She's also a natural professional bodybuilder and has run 25 marathons. What I love most about Kristin is that she combines the practical with the energetics. And it's not an accident that her business is called energetically efficient. She's deeply spiritual and connected to source and truly a lighthouse for everyone around her. I highly recommend you get her recipe book, Eating Efficiently, and you follow her on Instagram or book a 20-minute discovery call with her. She's truly a treasure trove of information, recommendations, and lifestyle tips on what it takes to have a killer body, mind, and spirit. All the links are in the show notes. Enjoy. Hi, Christine. Oh my God, I'm so excited that we're going to have this chat. Welcome to the Sacred CEO podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Claudia. I'm so happy to be here and I'm so excited to talk with you. I was so excited that I had this on my calendar today. It's going to be so much fun.
0: I know I was giddy all day as well and we talked a little bit beforehand and I think it would be really cool for the audience to kind of like listen to us chat that chat it out because we're friends we've known each other we've been together in this mastermind we've been together in Italy so we really have a lot of things to say and a lot of things that we really vibe off of each other energy so yes Um, We do, Yeah. And one of the things that I was excited about is
1: just, I feel like we're so connected and aligned in just how we're evolving into our own versions of our feminine businesses and like the iterations of them. I mean, I started this business, um, a business, as you know, it's called Energetically Efficient, but I started in 2019. And when I started it, the reason I named it Energetically Efficient is because that those words came to me in a meditation in 2018 and I was like, Oh, that's a cool name. I don't know what that means, but even now in 2023 nearing 2024, what it means is evolving for me as I'm evolving. And that's been so much fun.
0: Yes. And also like, I think it'd be interesting for the audience to hear what it means to put your own evolution front and center in your business. I think we see so many examples of like stuck brands that are just like that thing for years on end. And that model works for some people. But if you're really attuned to the energy, if you're really aligned with spirit and you are committed to evolution in general, your business has to evolve with you.
1: Absolutely. And it's not something that I could have appreciated a few years ago because I just figured that I'm creating this business, this is what it is. And now here I am evolving it all the time in real time as I'm evolving, it's one of the reasons people say one of your most important assets is your personal brand, which is you. That's who you are. And I certainly don't want to stay stagnant. I mean, that's why I work with coaches. That's why I join masterminds, just the energy of the group and how we all can assist each other in up-leveling. And can we get all, one of the best things I thought about our mastermind was having the reflections back to us about what we see in each other's energy yeah. was so incredibly helpful. It's one thing to like see this in yourself and do the work and journal and yeah. meditate, but to have other people reflect back to you what they see and see blind spots in you or gifts in you that you may not notice, I thought was so incredibly helpful.
0: Yeah, just having your radiance mirrored back to you. That's yes. like next step evolution because we really need other people, but not just like yes, we need community, we need connection, and all those things, but we need other women at our level
1: to see. Yes, us. one thousand percent. Because as you know, we've talked about in the mastermind, and you and I both know it is very interesting to me how not everyone is fully supportive or excited as we evolve yeah. and as we, right? right? And so having other people reflect back to oh, I dealt with a similar circumstance and. Here's how I navigated it. Those things for me have been really, really beneficial in this group in particular.
0: Yeah, for me as well. Also, because like what we're doing is kind of like not to brag, but it's also extraordinary, meaning excellent, amazing, but also out of the ordinary. So there's not you're not going to meet likely someone like us at the grocery store.
1: Right. What comes to mind for me is the term like cutting edge. So I felt like all all of us in this mastermind, everyone was trailblazing a new way in their respective work. And when you're carving a new path that's never been carved before and not just following in someone else's footsteps, it is really helpful to have other women who are doing the same thing to share in that sort of what could otherwise I would imagine become a little bit isolating or a little bit solitary or a little bit like oh, I really, I really would love to bounce ideas off someone. So we had that, which I thought was so amazing. And I loved the analogy that you and I have talked about a lot, which is this mountaintop woman. Yeah,
0: So good to have a council of women who are in their gifts. So it's not about like, you know, we're each other's inspiration, but also we're so tuned into our unique essence that there's no competition. There's only supporting each other and lifting each other up.
1: Yes, 100%. I mean, that's probably been one of the biggest benefits that I've noticed from this group is that there isn't this frequency of competitiveness or scarcity or lack or any of that. We're all just really truly championing each other. And truly to me, it's how women should be with each other all of the time. If we're all fully embodied, connected to source, and literally just channeling pure light and sharing our gifts with the world... We all, and I hate this analogy, but it's true. We're all a snowflake. There isn't one snowflake that's like another. We truly are. We have our own fingerprints. And so letting each other shine in their essence is just, I, I felt like it was amazing to have that with each other.
0: Yeah. And it's so cool to kind of live in the awareness that our job in this lifetime, with all the privilege that comes with it, is really to be more and more ourselves and share out with the world. Yes.
1: Yes. And that is not something that when I was in my former career, just by way of um, a little bit of information for your audience, I was a trial lawyer for almost, well, over 16 years. And that was very much my identity. And I thought it's who I was. I thought it's, and I know you can relate to this. We've talked about this a lot, but it's it was so much who I really, truly thought I was that until... 2013, when I fell and broke my right leg in 10 places, which kind of started my spiritual journey. I didn't realize it at the time, of course, but it started. And of course, you know, the funny thing to me now is the right leg, the right represents the masculine side. It was also a breakdown of my masculine, of course, so I could get more in touch with my feminine, but just how it's, uh, I've evolved on this journey and realized that there are new iterations of me as I'm becoming more and more of, like you yeah. said, becoming ourselves. Like, who am I really stripped of the programming, stripped of the parental conditioning, stripped of the societal conditioning, the cultural conditioning, all of that stuff? Who is Who am I at my essence? And how can I let that light shine?
0: Mm-hmm. And I love that you still have that fire that I'm sure was like really essential to your profession as a lawyer, lawyer right? Yes. But like- I love, and that fire is not masculine or feminine. It really can be transmuted into a more feminine or more balanced identity, but it's still there.
1: Yes, and tell me if this makes sense to you, Claudia, what I've always heard, or and I'll use some buzzwords that I've heard, that the feminine is more about receiving and surrender and softening and play and like joy, just kind of being in the present moment is kind of how I think of it. And then the masculine, as I understand it, and maybe I made this up or maybe I learned it somewhere, is more about pushing and grinding and hustling and forcing and achieving. So it feels like very yin-yang type, Mm -hmm. you know, opposing energy forces. And we, like you said, we all have both. And to me, neither is good nor bad. It's just how do we keep them balanced and how do we explore both parts of ourselves and how do we explore both aspects of ourselves as we really work to be serving in the highest way in our businesses? Because you're right, masculine energy came in fantastic for me while I was lawyering, but there's a part of me that now a little bit grieves the loss of how much I wasn't tapped into my feminine at that time. And so I'm I'm doing a lot yeah. more of that now, which has been so rewarding
0: yeah there's a lot of grieving of our past identity and you know I grieve a lot the love I didn't receive or the recognition that the recognition of my heart that I didn't receive which I receive a lot now which is interesting but yes. you know, there were years where that wasn't seen which is like the m- most special part of me and now it's front and center in my business in my clients relationships and all of that but for many years it wasn't maybe it wasn't fully displayed the way it is now but it wasn't seen and so there's a lot of grieving um yep. in the Past as and,
1: well. and one of the things I've observed about you and that I respect about you so much is it's also like trans transitioned into your personal life as well, because you then were able to call in a loving relationship because you really are vibrating at this level of receiving and accepting and surrendering to love and loving yourself, first, which is amazing. And that's been some of my deepest work because I'm not in relationship right now. And I desire that someday. And- I know that that's coming when the time is right. And when, you know, I always say when Mr. Wonderful walks into my path, it'll be amazing.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I, I can already sense like the energy of like your partner around you. It's so cool. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and it, it's so cool because now actually I think it was you who prompted me to share more of my personal life on yes. Instagram and now I'm doing it. I'm sharing more about my relationship. I'm sharing more about like me going to the gym and lifting really heavy weights Which I never, you know, I grew up as the intellectual, chubby, shy kid. So I never saw myself as as strong, like emotionally and psychologically strong and spiritually strong, but not like physically strong. So that's a whole. That was interesting because for me, actually stepping more into my feminine meant also, oh, I need to step it up at the gym. Pilates is great. Yoga is great. Salsa is great. I actually need to lift heavy weights.
1: Oh, I love that. And I did notice that you shared that. And I was like, yay, I'm so excited about it because feminine energy is very deeply strong. I mean, it's so strong. Think that we, we are responsible for creating human life. We birth other humans out of our bodies and that takes tremendous strength. And so I like to use and lead by example in terms of the movement around helping women understand that not only is strength, visibly attractive and physically attractive and all that, but it really energetically is something that we hold and it doesn't have to be masculine. We do hold and carry that frequency of, of true strength in our bodies because again, we birth other humans. It's pretty remarkable.
0: Isn't that cool? I feel like this is not talked about a lot about like the strong feminine the fierce feminine the fire in the feminine because like when you say surrender and letting go and like riding the flow of life there's this idea that you're just like laying there and things come to you right Uh, which you can definitely do but actually like there's so much strength and so much power and so much fierceness
1: yes and I think you were the one who told me about the book which I finally read that Cassia Urbanic yeah
0: Unbound yes
1: Unbound. That's how you pronounce it. Okay. So I thought that was fascinating just in terms of learning about power dynamics. I wish I would have read this book back in my lawyering days and how much attention and what we have attention on really drives who's holding the power in any relationship. And that can be soft and receptive in a way, but still very strong and very feminine, which I just... I, I didn't even have any concept of that until I really started to understand the principles of that book, but I loved that that framing.
0: Yeah, maybe there's a, this idea, which is also like one of the stereotypes of society that the feminine is soft, which means submissive, which is definitely not. <laughs> We've been in circles of women that are all but. They're very soft, very open-hearted, very kind and genuine. Definitely not. Submissive yes. in the- sense
1: of the way. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things. And we've, we've used this language a lot in our mastermind, of course, where it's like a both and because to be truly divinely feminine, I I've so learned is to be soft and receptive and in surrender and in play and in receiving while at the same time being strong and a boss and energetic. I know people get triggered by the word boss, but I think it's a great word in the right context and really owning the true essence of your power because it is powerful. It's not like you said, it's not just laying around and waiting for things to come to you. It's powerful. And there is a forcefulness to it that is uh, powerful is just the word that keeps coming to mind. But like one of the words that you've so, so nicely contextualized, I think in this, in this space is sacred, you know, the sacred, like even the name of the podcast, the sacred CEO is such a Powerful word in terms of describing this responsibility that we have on the planet right now as women to truly, truly lean into our gifts.
0: Yeah. And to also like remember what we always knew. I think this is this word remembrance that has come up a lot so for me lately, where you're where like, oh, maybe in my meditations when I do also my mediumship training and my mediumship work, I start like almost like the visuals that come up for me are like, I'm in the forest in the middle of the night and there's a fire and there are other women and i remember like songs and chants and i move my hands in a certain way and i move my body a certain way it's very ritualistic but it's like oh this is something i've lived before
1: yes so let's talk about that a little more because that's something that i'm still deeply working on to explore is this, this remembering yeah. this remembrance of who we are because I've witnessed you so beautifully throughout the course of our mastermind, like have so many different awarenesses and have these downloads and have things that have come to that's like, Oh, and now I realize that I did this and I have yeah. <laughs> it's been awesome to watch and witness. And like, where do you get your sparks of the remembrance or that how does that come to you? because I think one of the things for me, just before I let you answer, Claudia is I get so mired The doing because I'm such a thing. And it's this whole evolution. I keep working on coming into being a human being and really sitting with myself and doing the deep work to be so, so, so present and not present in like a, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm working on my clients, the email to my client or I'm working on, it's like truly just deepening into that remembrance. So how do you do it?
0: Yeah. That's such a good question and like thank you so much for asking because I didn't share this in a mastermind but for the longest time I was made wrong or not maybe not made wrong but not understood for the fact that I go so deep and I kind of like work work things through in my mind over and over again until I get to the to the thing. Right. Like sometimes I'll I'll be sitting on the couch and Simona sees that I'm somewhere else, literally sometimes for days. And she's and he's learned to be like, okay, she's she's not fully here. And I literally am working through things in my mind, I would say, because now with my experience, both embodied experience and also intellectual experience I have. And also like the stuff I had to learn about relationships when I was in therapy, when I was going through my divorce, I literally my approach is to learn about things. And so mm-hmm. like I read a ton of books and I, I just now have information. Does that and then I get messages that are probably informed by my life experiences and by, by my knowledge that give me really this breadth of view. And so like, I never know what's gonna come in. I have a general idea about the framework and I really, you know, about the doing. So looking back at my life, I'm amazed at how much I've done or accomplished, you know, from the PhD, moving to a different country, getting married and divorced, studying the business like a lot. And how much time I've spent doing nothing, like literally sitting on the couch, watching YouTube videos or just going through a spiritual awakening. And I'm like, how the hell did I get to this point with so much time spent not doing anything? And part of it is because I'm a manifesting generator. So uh, like I do a lot, I accomplish a lot in a short amount of time. I think there's like that energy that I don't know about other human design types, but I wonder if you gave yourself permission to just follow life force energy to do when you really feel inspired, you know, there's the obligations and that's fine, but really like do like you could accomplish so much more and then allow yourself to not do when you're like, no, I need to process things. I think I give myself permission. I've always given myself permission to process a lot.
1: That's amazing. And it's such good advice because my human design is projector, which means I really need time and space to just sit and, you know, I have to accept that because I'm here to show people a new way And I'm a leader in terms of, you know, it's, it's not ironic that my business is energetically efficient because I'm really working to show people what that means and how you can live more energetically efficiently really is I have to have the downtime. I have to have the rest. And because I still am working on stripping away so much of that cultural conditioning, parental programming, and all of the stuff that I grew up with thinking made me what, why I'm successful. It still is a practice for me to be still. And yeah, that and give myself that permission, it just, it's a practice for me to be a human being. It really is.
0: And you really is. And also give yourself credit, because like, you're doing it, you're in the process, right? And it's really like, what I found because if I look back at the past 10 years of my life, I'm like, holy shit, I'm what have I done? I'm here, you know, like, complete different person. But the transformation happened on a moment by moment basis. The moment where you deconstruct, where you have that realization, where you deconstruct that family programming, where you realize, oh my God, my mom always talks over me. You know, it's really a moment by moment basis that then adds up. And it's really about, I've been through this and it was really unsettling at first, where you learn a new way of working, a new way of being activated, not doing, because the doing is so caught up in masculine, patriarchal paradigms, capitalistic times of like, we're, we're not human beings, we're production machines.
1: Yeah. You were machines, right, exactly.
0: Machines. And we found our identity in that. I totally relate to that and the titles, you know, like the PhD or whatever. And then you just need to have the courage and life will give you the courage. Life will give you the opportunities to step back. And be like, I'm not playing this game anymore. And it's going to feel like the void.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I've definitely had those periods of the void, which I'm just like, oh my gosh, where are the walls of my home? What day is it? Where am I? What is reality? That kind of stuff is so wild. I remember something you just shared reminded me of a story. I said this to one of my friends who was staying with me at the time a few years ago. It was right when I left lawyering or maybe like a year later. And I, she happened to be at my home with me and I looked out on the street and I saw that all the cars were off of the street because they were all down at their office and working. We were kind of past COVID. Maybe it was during COVID. I don't remember, but I I laughed and I said something like, look at all of these Piscean programmed people, Mm -hmm. you know, Piscean meaning the Piscean era as opposed to the Aquarian age. And I was laughing saying I used to be one of them, meaning wake up, go do your thing, go get to the. Let's go rush, go do this whole rat race of being in a maze and not really ever stopping. I think the key for me is not really ever stopping to ask myself, why am I doing this? Is this really what serves me? Is this what allows me to serve in my highest capacity? Is this what my soul wants? Is this what I'm here to do? And like All those bigger questions that get us to start evaluating, how do I get back? Again, full circle, what we've been talking about. How do I get back to this remembering yeah. of who I was? And who I am, really, not who I was, who I am, so that I'm not just running on robot mode in this patriarchal masculine paradigm that allows me to be on autopilot, accomplish a lot of stuff, be really uber successful, but not living by my true design.
0: Yes. And also like, you remember what I told you in Italy where it's like, ask men to do things for you. (laughs) That's like my my suggestion to you, right? The one line I really remember is like, ask men to do things for you. Oh, trust me, Claudia.
1: It's the one (laughs) thing I really remember too. And just for context, people, we had a new moon ceremony that was just beautiful and how ironic that it was also a new moon yesterday, last night. How fun. Uh, But we had this amazing new moon ceremony that we did together with our sisters. And- not coincidentally, Claudia chose the archetype of the sage, which is the wise owl, the wisdom yeah. keeper. I mean, she's the one with the PhD. She, it was just, we were just howling, literally laughing about how each one of us chose the exact card. Got, and remember I got the maiden? the maiden and he's just like, you can't make it up. I'm the single one. I'm the. it's just so funny. So When I did my hot seat and we all run around and gave advice and I was sharing about, even though we're on a business mastermind and it relates to, you know, things in our business for me, it was so much about this deepening into my feminine and my advice or my question rather had something to do with that. And I got to Claudia and she just looked at me with this piercing look and said, (laughs) ask men to do things for you. We all were so quiet, and then I just busted out laughing. I was like, "I love you so much," because that is literally yeah. the best advice I could have received. And then I practiced it through yeah. the Rome airport, through Florence. I practiced it for the next several days, and I was shocked at how how well I was able to do it. how willing men were to do things for me everywhere I turned. Yeah,
0: it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, like keep doing it. You know, men would love to help you, right? To yes. carry your luggage for you through the airport.
1: Well, and I remember when I got divorced, which is now over 10 years ago. And, you know, I would go on these dates and I would talk to my girlfriends about it. And I said, okay, I know you guys are going to be mad at me, but like I pulled out my wallet because I just don't want him to think I'm taking yeah. advantage of him. Like, Please just let men pay for you, Kristen. Yeah. Like you can't keep doing this masculine, dominating, serving, yeah. giving archetype. You have to start allowing yourself to receive and surrender. So, I mean, this has obviously been a journey for me for a really long time, yeah. but I just, that advice that you gave me, I will never forget <laughs> it. And I keep practicing it. It
0: was just such, such And then it's like, even with dating, you know, I, ha- I have been on a journey as well. And in fact, like meeting Simone and I've shared this before, is like, it was a mindfuck because all of a sudden there's someone who wants to do things for me that like, Is driving an hour each way to pick me up at any time of the day. And it was like so wild to fully experience it. And my body has such a reaction that everything in my life that wasn't aligned with that energy of, oh, I get to be taken care of, had to crumble in a pretty traumatic way as well. So I wasn't rightfully ready for that. But I have been on the journey. So it was such a shock to my system to finally have a man take care of me. And not in oh like. My it was
1: a life. I'm, so, I'm so glad you said that because that's something that I envision. Like I certainly want to call that in. And yeah. I imagine it'll be so foreign to me that I'll consistently have to practice like allowing yeah. and receiving it, but say more about what you mean when you, okay. So number one, I want to understand when you had that happen, I know you've done a ton of work. Like I have, you've done a ton of work on the relationship stuff. So you called it in, but was it still A surprise. And then how did that relate to other things breaking down in your life that you had to like dip dip into the receiving and other aspects, I guess?
0: Yeah. So it was really a surprise because I met him in Italy and I wasn't planning on dating in Italy, let alone be with an Italian man. First of all, I had until not long before I had all these prejudices against Italian men, they're patriarchal, they're macho, they love their moms, right? So I, I was closed off to that. Right? And the truth is, like, I had not dated an Italian man in, like, 20 years. So I didn't know, right? But based on, like, my friends or whatever, which are decent people. And then I was, like, I was on a dating break because after the last lukewarm dating experience in the U.S., I was like, okay, something is not working. So probably I need to do some more work. Uh, on myself and something that I do that I really value in myself I know you're the same I always take responsibility for things not in the sense that I say it's my fault but I'm like okay what's the thing in me that needs to shift so that I don't attract the you know the lukewarm man oh yeah I ask
1: myself that question constantly yes I'm with you
0: and then um so I was on a dating break yeah but of course, I wanted to call it in, but I was like, you know, I just like, let it go, as it usually happens. And then when I was in Italy, I came to Italy for two months, and I was having such a great time because I was like, I, you know, my business was booming, and I finally got to spend some time with my parents. And this idea of the partner kept coming in, but I wasn't thinking of dating. But what I did was that I got really clear on the five qualities that really mattered to me. Okay. And I used to be like, oh, they need to, you know, in the past it would be, they need to have a PhD. They need to have done coaching, you know, they need to be awakened or whatever. Right. And then it got super simple. I was like, no, the important things are that he's curious and smart. So I don't care about credentials. It doesn't matter. That he's physically active. Yep. And that's because I felt that, reflected me so I wanted my match and then that he that he's my friend and there were two others that I can't remember but like he's my friend yeah yeah now he's like the sexy yeah he's my friend it was I love those so
1: and and obviously you called in and manifested because you're a manifesting generator um exactly what it was that you outlined but I feel like putting a list together like that, and I've had this advice to do this several times now, is so, so, so valuable, which I need to sit down and do. Yeah, but also
0: like really like tune out the noise about credentials, about titles, because like Simone, he doesn't have a PhD. He doesn't have years of experience coaching, being coached or whatever, right? Because it's not popular in Italy. So, but he's... He's done a lot of inner work on his own miraculously. Don't ask me how that happens, you know, and he's very yeah. intelligent and he, I think at the core of our relationship, there's the fact that we really like each other. So we That's are amazing. each other's friends, first and foremost. Yeah. There's a lot Which of good- is amazing. Yeah, that people can pick up on. And then when that happened, and again, when we were dating, we did it for a month in Italy. It's kind of like a, it's a fun story. So we went to amusement parks and he would bring me to on all these fun dates. I think we also have a playful energy. We both have it. He really I started hearing we went to this date, I think it was our third day, uh, to the amusement park. And I get really really scared on roller coasters, but really excited about certain rides. And I started hearing stuff that almost like I was like, did I hear it right that I had read in books about healthy masculine men and you know so for instance he would say something I remember like I got really excited on a ride on a silly ride probably and he was like oh my god I love he would say something like I love that energy it makes me want to protect you and I was like am I hearing that right is this the real world but yes I that's, that's amazing that. yeah yeah And then I remember I wanted to go on another ride and I really liked it. And then when we got off, I was like, let's do it right away again. And he was like, yes, let's do it. So there was like this riding with each other's life force that I really, and this energy of openness towards each other that I really picked up on. But the funny thing is that after that month, I was going to go back to the States, which I did. And I was like, you know, I wasn't going to, keep seeing it. I was like, you know, we can keep in touch. We can talk on Zoom. You should date other people and I should date other people because I didn't have a plan to come back to Italy. And then as soon as I went to the States, we just kept in touch over and over again. And then he came to visit me in Scottsdale in for Thanksgiving last year. So to see if it it was really viable. And then sure. we just had a long distance Zoom relationship for nine months, which was so good for my nervous system to really feel safe because like, I've had like shitty experiences. So I really needed trust to trust a person. So, and he was available for that. And I would have yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't have been mad if he hadn't been, I was just like, so also in my energy that I was like, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not meant to That's be. That's amazing.
1: I had no idea that you guys did nine months by Zoom before you yeah. went back to it, that's incredible. It it really worked out. It really, well, because-
0: yeah.
1: I was just gonna say, and like the depth at which you both were able to get to know each other yeah. in the non-physical, like probably satiated part of your intellectualism. And you could see that he's curious and that he was meeting some of these criteria that you had already identified that were so relevant to you about a partner.
0: Yeah, and then like, you know, I've been divorced, I've dated, quite a bit so like I've had good and bad experiences so like I was very very clear on what I needed so like I need for instance I was very clear this might not sound popular but I'll say it for instance I my ex-husband had a very warm and welcoming and loud family Mm. And I have a very private and reserved family. They're warm, they're funny, they're fun, but there was a mismatch of energy. And I'm more used, even if I'm Italian, I'm I'm used to really private, quiet families. And so I didn't want family. I wanted to make sure that for instance, family would not get in the way of the relationship. I wanted to make sure that like, it's me and you Simone, and then we can choose to hang out with each other's family if we want, or with each other's friends, but I don't want enmeshment there. So like, this is just one example of things that I was very clear on and I was not afraid to be like, hey, what do you think about this? Let's talk it out. And he happens to come from a family that's even more reserved than mine, which is also interesting. But, you know, this is just an example of things that I was like, you know, I've lived through this before and I cannot experience this again. If, if we have different yeah. values, it means that we're not aligned.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. I love that so much. And someone gave me advice one time that also said, write down, because I agree with you. It's like the credentials don't matter. All that stuff is so much about our ego. And I really want this person to be a soul connection, which is is exactly what you found, which is amazing. And someone told me even write down things about how does this person make you feel? Which I thought was also so fascinating. I'm like, oh, amazing. So that would be supportive, supported. I would feel supported. I would feel adored. I would feel admired would feel seen. I would feel accepted. I would feel loved unconditionally, not conditionally, not just because I accomplished X, Y, and Z or whatever. Not saying I've been in a relationship like that, but you know what I mean? Just in terms of all of the feelings I would have in the relationship.
0: And even like that feeling of like, okay, well, does it really feel in your body to be safe? Right? I honestly didn't know. I had to spend some time on my own feeling safe in my body, you know, making-
1: Yes, it's such a good question, Claudia, especially because um, I would say, probably the old you, and this is kind of the versions of me that keep iterating, is I spent a lot of time feeling a lack of safety. And so that's why I would push and achieve and do because I was running fight or flight for most of my life. And if I really track it back, and I think I shared this at one point in our mastermind, I came to realize at some point in my healing journey that this could very much all be related to even how I was born because my mother had toxemia preeclampsia with me, we mm-hmm. both almost died. I was fighting for my survival, yeah. literally through the birth canal. And so people don't realize like yeah. that t- with you for your entire life until you do the underlying healing work to really remove the patterns and programs that you've created for safety around that. So it's like allowing my central nervous system to feel safe, which for me looks like, a variety of different modalities that I do, including things like acupuncture and other things that a lot that have someone else having a physical component, but also just deep in my meditations and doing like this frequency work that I do and doing the stillness and the journaling practices that, that it's like, I am safe. I am whole. I am complete in here. Right.
0: I almost feel it would be so interesting for you to experiment with like, you know, you have this big energy that's so beautiful and so all encompassing, expect almost like in the energy of like, let men do things for you when you are in a situation, whether one of your speaking gigs or with your clients, where you are in that fire energy and you share so much good stuff, right? Like if you go to your Instagram, it's full of recommendations of stuff to get and workouts and Items, which is like beautiful and like I wonder if it would be interesting for you to try when you're like in that there's this burst of energy that's authentic to you that's coming forward to be mindful of that and be like okay I'm gonna share one thing less ah interesting yes and see what happens on the other side because then I think what happened for me is that in a different way from you but like maybe with my academic knowledge and that kind of stuff I was sharing a lot and not allowing the other person to come towards me in a, in a variety of situations. So like if it's there's a, a double space, right? And you are kind of like all the way over here, you're not allowing the other person to meet you halfway.
1: Oh, I love that. And especially okay. because as a projector, remember my strategy is being invited. Yeah, exactly. So I have to share my knowledge in the way that feels authentic to me, in the small doses while I'm also taking rest over here. Right. And then allow the invitation to happen so that now I can just say, yes, I'd love to do that. Yes. I'd love to speak at your corporate event. Yes. I'd love to speak at your annual conference or whatever it is. And I'm seeing more of those invitations come in now, but you're right. If I could even just as a practice sort of do it in those small moments, even yeah. just how I share on social
0: media. Or even say like, I have uh, 10 recommendations for products that you can eat for more protein. Would you like to hear about them? Instead of giving them right away. So you create this more like magnetic field around you where they have to come towards you and say, yes, Kristen, please tell me those things. Instead of like you automatic, which is like, I also, I've done a lot of work on myself on this. I want us to give us, ourselves so much credit for having developed those coping mechanisms of overdoing, you know, projecting, achieving all of that, because literally we needed that to survive. 1000%.
1: I always say that the sophisticated programs that you created were for your protection, and they allowed you to become as successful as you are today in whatever way you're successful, because... They were needed at the time. And then it's like, now we can let them go and bless them and say, thank you for serving me, but really release them when they're no longer needed. So yes. you're absolutely right. Yeah. And
0: for you to really try to like not automatically give so much. This works also in sales. This is a business conversation where you're like, I'm not giving you everything right away because then you attract the people also who have weaker energy versus like, yes. no, you want the people to ask you how you can help them.
1: Yes. 1,000%. And again, this goes along with the projector strategy. Yeah. Being fitted. So it's, it's asking more questions about it. Would you like to learn more about this? Are you interested yes, in hearing exactly. the top five tips for X, Y, and Z or whatever?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Would you like my That's take great. on it? Yeah.
1: yeah. Would you like my take on it? I love that advice. Yeah. That's almost fantastic. like
0: even I like the, the, you know, people are not seeing this, but like, you're like a lot more relaxed. You're like, yeah, cool. You know, yes. I mean, would you like, would you like to hear how I can help you?
1: Yes. Would you like to hear? I'm just here to receive. I'm here yeah. to receive and I will only give if you would like to receive that. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And with your energy, people are going to be like, yeah, of course, please tell me. <laughs> give <laughs> me I think you're
1: that, Just contextualizing that Claudia is also just kind of coming full circle of what we were talking about before. Such an amazing sort of, I don't want to say dichotomy because it's really a balance of the masculine and feminine. Yeah. It's this whole Not push and pull, but just the sharing and receiving and giving and receiving and offering and receiving, but really leaning more into that receiving after the invitation is accepted.
0: Yeah. It's almost like this beautiful dance. I love that.
1: Yeah. I love that it's a dance. It's so fun.
0: It's a dance. And it's also like, I know we both are very interested in this and like me really structure our lives and businesses around this, like spirituality and spirit. And I know you talk a lot about the the transition from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. How did you get interested in all of this? So this came about because I started
1: meditating in 2017 after I got out of what I always say is sort of another toxic relationship that I was in with a man. (laughs) And I came to meditation almost out of desperation because I said this talk therapy thing that I've been doing for a decade plus just isn't working. I I can't believe I'm now in another relationship where I compromised my values, you know, didn't own my own self-worth, all of those kinds of things. So I said, what could be a different way for me to start understanding more about myself? And so I had around the same time heard that some of the most successful people in the world meditate and that that's their superpower. And so I thought I have to learn more about this. And so for me, because anytime I learn something new, I want to hire a coach for it just to be as efficient as possible. So I hired a meditation coach who became one of my dearest friends. And she came down to the law firm and taught me how to meditate. And then I started to meditate with her. I think it was pretty much weekly at the time until I took a signature course that she offered called Activate. And that was really what activated me into my purpose. And so as I was doing that work, I started to realize how much of the programming and societal conditioning and things that I had really had enveloped me that weren't really me that I was so tied to in terms of my ego identity that I was very unaware of. But in these meditations, I would get the connections from my higher self. I would get downloads. I would get messages. The business aim, energetically efficient came to me. And so I started to become more involved and aware of just spirituality in general. And then it was through that process that I learned about the Piscean model versus the Aquarian model and just how the planetary energy has been changing for the last 20 some years and really what it means in terms of those of us who are here and who have rendered as human at this time and how we're here to be lights to show people the way in terms of what this means for consciousness rising. Like Not everyone came to this planet right now like you and I did with a million past lives. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure this is my last go around here or maybe one of my last go rounds. I've been told that by various mediums, but yeah. I also just instantly have felt it right that I've that this is why I have so much more wisdom in this lifetime because I've been here so many times. And so yeah. now it's like, how do I really delve into having this lifetime be as much of my authentic self as possible by stripping as much of the conditioning, as much of the lineage stuff all of that so that I can really shine as brightly as possible from my true essence. Cause again, like when we do that, it gives everyone around permission to do the yeah. same. Yes. They all see this new way. It's just, they see this. And then they're like, wait, I want to be this bright light. And it's like, we all have that inside of us, all of us. And then that's really
0: how we create collective change.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's really what I'm interested in and what lights me up. It's part of the reason I go on these retreats It's part of yeah. the reason I like being part of masterminds because we aren't here to be individually siloed. Yes, we have to do the work on ourselves. The collective is where we can bring together a mastermind of energy and really help to change the planet and to change other humans so that they can become their deepest, most divine, true, right selves. We all are one. That's just the nature of what we came from. We all are one, and I believe that very firmly. And so siloing ourselves and, and being these individualized, have to just do it alone and go up the mountain myself it's just not how we were designed I think it's inconsistent with our physiology
0: yeah so good oh my god so good right yeah So, so good to and
1: yeah and like when we were in Italy and we had this mastermind situation where we all got to be in in each other's presence and it was so fun when we had been spending all this time together on zoom but then actually create this container and this vortex of like what truly felt like a year and a day all at the same time. Right. right. Um, was so powerful. I just felt like there were so many breakthroughs and so many ahas that I had about myself in watching you guys reflect things to me in me being able to reflect things to you. Like, I just think there's nothing like it when you can truly allow yourself to be vulnerable with a container of amazing high vibe women.
0: Yeah. And powerful women. I, I'm going to be so interested to see what energetically efficient becomes and that's the name of your business becomes as you step more and more into your feminine essence so what does it mean to be efficient from a feminine perspective right it looks very different from like the way we've been taught yes it's such a
1: great reflection claudia and thank you for saying that because it's something i'm so curious about i'm like oh How am I evolving energy, energetically efficient? What does it mean to truly embody that from a feminine perspective where I'm balanced with my masculine? And I do think that it's going to look very different than it did when I started the business. And so I'm so curious to see how it evolves as well. It's just fun for me to watch me evolve along with this brand. And this is something I haven't shared with you, which is really fun. Just yesterday... And I was going to share this on social media. I'm just waiting for one last piece of it. I did get my notification from the USPTO office that "energetically efficient" is now fully a registered trademark.
0: Oh, cool. congratulations! Which is,
1: thank you. It's so fun. So I've I've registered three marks. Two of them are design marks and it's two different ways that I use the brand. And then the third one is the word mark. And so that's the one I'm still waiting on. Okay. So I'll announce yeah. it after I get that one. Cause then I can use the R every time I write the words energetically efficient, but like just being a lawyer and having that background as a lawyer, yeah. that was like a big milestone for me yeah. to do that. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Honestly, like what comes up for me with energetically efficient if I tap into like more feminine a more feminine vibe because if I think about how I operate which also you all of you have been so helpful in reflecting back to me that I am so feminine like yes. how I operate in the world that has been like I've it has been criticized let's just say that how I naturally operate I give you just an example that made me laugh so I posted on Instagram this picture of me doing like how is it called the bench press the yes was, yeah bench press okay so I was like when I hired when I went to this gym and I hired my personal trainers I say trainers pearl because I was like I need many people around me I yes was like, I was so clear. I was like, I'm not gonna do this alone. I need at least one person to follow me very, very, very closely. I have this guy that literally is like like this every time I go there. And then when yeah. I was doing that, that I posted, I had like two people around me, two of the personal trainers around me that were like supporting me and telling me I can only do this because people around me tell me how good I am and like how I'm rocking it. I need that. But I was like so clear on needing all of that support where I can do harder things. I can be physically strong and energetically efficient, but I need <laughs> I need the people around me to, yes. it, to cheer me on, to tell me what I'm doing right, how to perfect my form and all of that.
1: I am literally exactly the same as you, Claudia. I love that. And I've had trainers around me since 2007. Like I go to the gym and I'm like, just tell me what I'm doing. And then they program my workout for me. They write my card. And it's so nice to have them then championing me. And I, they have written in my notes, compliment her. Like some people get motivated by- <laughs> Okay, you're you're weak. You have to get stronger. Some people get motivated by the negative energy. I totally get motivated by positive. So I always say, just like stroke my hair and tell me I'm pretty. But if they really in, in my exercise, it's like, oh, your biceps look so good right now, Chris, or your legs look so strong, or you're really you know breaking through your last rep or whatever it was that I did in my last workout. It's so motivating for me. And the funny part about it is. There's actually science that mm-hmm. says even if it's not a trainer standing by you, even if it's just another human yeah. watching strength train, you work oh, like I don't know the number. It's something like forty percent harder or something crazy, simply because a human is standing there watching you do the exercise,
0: yeah,
1: right? So there's science behind it. So I'm I love that you had a team, and to me that's just so. It's you know some people would say, and I think this word gets a negative connotation. I particularly like it. Some people would say it's so <laughs> diva ish.
0: I think oh, it's no, yeah. Like, I think it's more, queen energy.
1: yeah, it's queen energy. It's like, energy. yes, I have to have a tribe supporting me because I want to be shining the biggest light over yeah. this entire kingdom. And therefore I have queen energy. It's not saying I'm better than it's saying, I know what I need. I need support and this will allow me to become my best self so I can serve even more humans, you know?
0: Yeah. And then I think it's so interesting now that you're saying that, and it's the same thing with our mastermind to have your light reflected in other people where other people see your light or the next level of your light even better than you can it's so interesting that data that says like you need someone you can lift heavier (laughs) if you have someone there and especially if you have someone there who cheers you on because literally if I'm thinking about like today I was at the gym I don't think on my own I would ever thought of doing like a hundred kilos on the bench press
1: Oh like, yeah, you were doing, so the one you shared today was leg press. That was amazing. Leg press, yeah. Leg press. Yes, that was amazing. I was like- I would geez. never have
0: thought about doing that. And I, I, I could have tried and I wouldn't have been able to lift that. Sure. But I had the sure. trainer there and I was like, I'm going to do it. I was, it wasn't rational, but like, I believe I was able to do it because this guy was
1: there. 1000%. I love that so much. And it's just also, that is an act of receiving. You're yeah. receiving oh, support. Yeah receiving the guidance, you're receiving the advice, you're receiving the compliments, like whatever it is that allowed you to do that. That's truly to me, that's one of the ways that we soften into our feminine yeah. is by becoming strong through allowing other people to support us in that journey.
0: Yeah. And one other thing that has been really wild to that you guys were so instrumental in fully like allowing me to fully own it is that I need to do things my own way. I know my own way is not the right way always, but, like, when I think about my things and the things I care about, my way is the right way, and I know it because it comes from the heart, and then, like, other people just need to listen to me and just, you know, and just come along in a very, and I welcome them in in a very open-hearted way, but there's my way. And I know it's the right one and fully owning that. I, I see, I literally see the path forward.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because the reality is for each of us in our own way, we can only do this journey and learn about ourselves and evolve through our own unique way, Yeah, you know, because, and we can buy your help and do that, which is amazing and supportive but I will never forget. I mean, even when our mastermind started, I know I've shared this before with you, but it's, I think you came into the boxer and you were like, I'm gonna take up space. <laughs> okay, I love this about this woman because that is not something I would do. And it would feel too, I don't know what the, the feeling is that I would get that, but it would almost feel like like too scary for me to do it because yeah. I would think, what are they gonna think? And what, you know? And so it was just so amazing that you gave all of us in the group Permission to realize I can go and take up space wherever I want, and I can be my boldest, most authentic, vibrant, boisterous self, and that can still be feminine and I can still receive, and I can be all of it because I'm so multi layered and complex. I can be all of it.
0: Isn't that interesting that we're socialized as women to like quiet our voices and not take up space when we're like big energy women and we love seeing other big energy women in their power, but we're socialized to like. Yeah, be respect, quote unquote, respectful or nice and.
1: Or be a good girl. The whole good girl turn. Yeah, Yeah, the
0: good girl thing. And like, even in context where it's like, yeah, this is a playground.
1: Yes. Yeah. Even when it's in a context with other women, when it's like so safe to be doing that in that context, you're right. It was still a radical move for you. So I know that so many of us reflected to you that we just loved it because it felt it just felt permissive to us to be able to also show up and share what we want to share. And you don't have to come in and check all the messages before you share, which was some of my conditioning. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's nice to know. No, you can just come in and drop some little love bomb and then come in later and check. <laughs> and also,
0: I think what's at the heart of this, and I, you know, I got to this point, which is authentically me through a process, but it's like, it's so loving to show yourself in your power.
1: Yes, yes. That is such a great way to say it, Claudia. It's so true because you're not only loving yourself in doing that, but you're leading by example and truly showing love to others. Like you're in our mastermind, your sisters, by showing up and loving yourself as an act of love to other people, 1000%.
0: And also because like, and this is where we get, more spiritual is because like when you speak your truth, you know, unapologetically unfiltered, like meaning like you're a clear channel, you're a channel for love with a capital L. So it's really love spirit source speaking through you. Yes.
1: Yeah. Because love is one of the highest vibration frequencies that we can own. Love and joy and enlightenment are all up there at the top, followed closely behind. Like when you look at even charts that they've assigned the numbers to, so you're right. That's such an amazing reflection.
0: And even like what you were saying about like deepening into our own evolution or for the sake of our business, but also for the sake of humanity is really the greatest act of love.
1: True. It's so true. Yeah. Yes. I love that. It's beautiful.
0: So good. Oh my God. We could talk for hours.
1: Oh yeah. I'm like, what time is it? Oh wow. Are we <laughs> yeah. For an hour. That's crazy. It's okay.
0: Crazy. Yeah. I like to ask, always ask my guests this question, and it's always so cool to see what comes up. I'm not sure it's gonna open other windows that we could talk about for little hours, but I'm curious to hear, what does it mean to you to be a woman with a voice?
1: To be a woman with a voice, okay, I love this question. So for me to be a woman with a voice, and as you can see, I'm just sort of closing my eyes so I can really like deepen into it. To be a woman with a voice means for me, to show up authentically and speak my truth, even if I'm concerned about how it might land, even if I feel afraid to do it. And I need to do it with no filter, not because I'm trying to achieve an outcome other than just provide service and love.
0: Yeah, so good. It's almost like you're a channel for love.
1: Yes. Yes, that's exactly what came through, which is amazing. It just like I felt that. And I'm wearing this pink sweater. It's like yes. very loving. <laughs> yes. It
0: felt it love. On you Thank you. And I also love that you said it's like without attachment to how other people respond or what they're going to do with that information. I think this is a key piece that we didn't get to talk about much. But like, this all, you know, we've been socializing the age of Pisces also to have all these toxic energetic attachments to other people, other entities that keep us like codependent and like really not in our power while yes. voice is like letting that go.
1: It's so true. And even keeping us attached to outcomes of things Yeah, like, Oh, yeah. if I share this, if I do this, if I say yeah. this, this is what will come from it. And it's like, I can't attach to that. If I'm, if I'm doing it for the purpose of Wanting an outcome, then I'm not speaking authentically. And then I'm not actually unleashing my voice. That's yeah. my real voice as a woman. Like what I need to do is just speak authentically, speak from the heart, say what feels true to me and authentically in that moment. And it lands how it lands for people. And I don't really care if it doesn't land well if I'm speaking from a place of love.
0: I almost feel like that's the energy for you to be the oracle and allow people to come towards you. Where yes. you have words to give. you're just opening pathways but then the people have to come to you
1: yes yes i love that so much thank you
0: yeah i really feel like oracle energy because you have so much inside and i
1: love and of course because everything is always perfect to use the term oracle and i just bought this 13 nights oracle deck literally Mm -hmm. i just bought this and i'm going to be doing this as a ritual over the holidays this year i've never done something like this but i really desire to create a practice that allows me to deepen into just this season of wintering mm-hmm. and slowing down yeah. and taking advantage of the dark and taking advantage of the longest night of the year and really just doing some ritualistic stuff that isn't, you know, for lack of a better term, that isn't me in my masculine, checking off lists, doing yeah. this of 2024 look like, what was 2023 about, but deepening into something. In fact, part of what I'm probably going to do during this time is. For the certain last week of the year, probably like from Christmas Eve until after the first week of the year, even at night, just lighting my house by candlelight only, which, which feels so just earthy and nourishing and connected.
0: But that's also a remembrance.
1: Yes. 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 Thank you for saying that. You're right.
0: It is. It is remembrance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is beautiful. And what a great time of the year to do it.
0: Yes, totally. Totally. Oh my God, Kristen, thank you so much for this conversation. It was so fun. Uh, Where can my audience find you?
1: So thank you, Claudia, for having me. This was a blast. I can't even believe we've already been talking for an hour. The time went by in a flash. Um, My business name, again, is Energetically Efficient. So my website is Energetically Efficient and it has all the links to my Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. and all those things. channel. And then my name is Kristen Rowell, K R I S T I N, and then uh, my Instagram handle for now is M N Golden Girl. Although I think that's going to be changing soon with kind of brand refresh, which will be really fun.
0: So exciting! And then all the links will be posted also in the show notes. So that is so freaking exciting. Okay, Kristen, thank you, thank you so much for this chat.
1: Thank you for having me, Claudia. I loved it. So good to see you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred CEO Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. And please share it with all the women in your circle who can benefit from it. We're building a movement of powerhouse, heart-led, visionary sisters who are choosing to be bold with their voice and build six- and seven-figure transformational businesses based on their authentic voice that create wealth and a legacy for generations to come. And don't forget to subscribe to get access to next week's episode. I'll see you there!